This is the EPLOG audio experience. As we step into what most call the tech aid, how can technology and human emotion blend to find and retain the right talent? How can one set up diverse yet close-knit teams, especially in the hybrid world of work? Hello and welcome to Voice of Achievers with me, Yashika. We continue our People and HR series with a focus of bringing in talent, engaging and retaining them, and we also cover how the understanding of various business functions shapes up people management with our esteemed guest today. Ms. Manu Saegal is the Director, General Staffing at ADECO India. With over two decades of experience in turning around businesses, P&L management, resource planning and people management, she has deep experience across diverse business functions and industries. Her proven areas of expertise include building long-term customer relationships, creating winning teams, setting up new businesses and practices from scratch, leadership centered around authenticity and inclusion, and developing the entrepreneurial ability of team members. She's been associated with organizations like Wipro and HP in her previous roles. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. You know, Ms. Segal, a career spanning 20 years and one that began with an engineering degree. What can and cannot be taught about people management? That's an interesting one. I think um, when we when we talk about people management, it's a very broad, very, very broad skill set. You know, a good people management relies on strong uh, communication, especially the feedback, a culture of embracing the problem solving as a learning experience and trusting people to do great work. So I think I'll start with what uh, what can be taught okay. in people management. So when you are managing a set of people, uh, there are people uh, you're responsible for. I think what, what works for a person, uh, person A, does not work for a person B. So you've got to choose individual skills to focus on um, for each of the team members. So there has to be an individual development plan that you have to work on. And for that, it is a, a combination of things that can be worked on. It's a combination of professional development courses that you can get into. You can have a, a mentor or a coaching uh, segment uh, attached. You can have managers to give the feedback, et cetera, et cetera. That's one part of it. The other part of it that has learned is largely from job trainings. And here, you, you learn by observing your managers. In my career, I have learned a lot from my from my managers. I have had some of these managers were also my coaches, and each one of them had a a different leadership style. Hmm. Uh, there was something to learn from each one of them, and the leadership style that I relate uh, the most is uh, the authentic leadership. You know, the authentic leadership is a style of leadership that focuses on very very transparent and ethical leader behavior, and hmm. it encourages them. Um, sharing, um, uh, you know, the information openly that helps to take decisions while, you know, accepting the followers in both. So that's largely the one. But there are multiple uh, leadership times, uh, which one you relate to and what is the working for you in that context. 
So what is difficult hmm. when it comes to um, managing people? And I think today in this today's world, communicating effectively uh, with the with the employees with the team is very very um, crucial. And it's also very challenging. Now, this creates one of the highest challenges for any of the manager, you know, bridging the distances, even more so when you're working in, in hybrid, hybrid you are. Right. Um, so how do you make sure that your communication is effective and it is timely? And you're, re- uh, you know, you're using the right channels to communicate with the, with the team. So one of the biggest challenges today is connecting with the workforce, which is also much younger yeah. You know, the millennial crowd is much younger and millennials um, also want uh, direct connections with the leadership team from their reporting manager all the way to the C-suite, right? right? They believe that everyone in the company should be accessible uh, regardless of the title, the seniority. So those hierarchical structures today uh, don't probably work. don't work as as well, right. you know, so they believe that everyone in the company um, is approachable. So one needs to demonstrate uh, high levels of participative leadership within the work environment. And that's that's not easy. The millennials focus a lot on the, um, <clears throat> on the social aspect of work. And as a leader, rather than waiting for those, the typical and good old days it used to be, uh, the yearly reviews, that the mid-yearly reviews, et cetera, et cetera. One needs to take regular time out to check with your millennial team members, find out where they are struggling, offer them coaching, et cetera. So I am, personally, I'm able to keep pace with it mm. thanks to my daughters. Mm. I have two daughters, 17 and 12 years old, mm. and it is so interesting to engage in a conversation with them. So every time we have a discussion at home, you know, uh, uh, it could be a little controversial or it could be a little sensitive topic. It amazes me the way they think and the different perspective they bring onto the table. And one is able to then relate, oh, this is how your team is also thinking, you know. Right. They're, they're much younger. So the more you engage with the young talent, the more you are able to relate and the more you are able to appreciate their mindset. To me, that's very difficult. It's It's not something that can be taught uh, when it comes to a people management skill, but I think it's it's important that one keeps learning this to stay relevant. I love how you mentioned the, you know, the communication aspect of it, because uh, while we know and we communicate across various mediums, digital and even physical, yet there's always that little gap or there's something that's left. How does one find the right communication channel? Uh, I just recall one of the, somewhere I had read that if you really want your communication, what you want to communicate to stick with the listener, you've got to communicate at least seven times, right? And it could be different channels. Um, So today, the number of channels are much more. Right. Uh, It's no longer just the conventional emails and the phone calls right but uh, one is also extending it to the whatsapp and the social medias and in person and teams and uh, skype uh, google meet look at us we are you know connected through a through a call today right. so these are very uh, no, they were not very conventional in the yester years but today one has to embrace various channels and it need not be just one channel that might suit each of your team member 
might be relating to any one of them. Right. Maybe not all, but you have to explore all of it to reach out to all the audiences that you want to. So that's that's my take on it. And I think it's all about communication, communication and communication multiple times. But the only thing that one has to be a little careful about here is to be consistent in your messaging. Lovely. Irrespective of the channel that you use, irrespective of the number of times that you are communicating. But what's important is that the message that you want to give or the, the theme that you want to translate or the information that you want your um, team to pick up, that needs to be consistent across the various channels and across the number of times that you're doing. So it's the it's the consistency that brings in the, uh, uh, is, is important. And since we're talking of people management, Ms. Segal, when we're talking mm-hmm. of finding talent and retaining them, with, uh, you know, these digital mediums or digital channels coming in, what will the key role of the human people manager be? I think um, retaining talent is very, very important today. And the key, um, the reason why I say that is because the key to achieving success is to have a strong and stable team. Right. You bring in that stability through through retention. You bring in that stability through teams that are going to be there with you through the entire life cycle, you know. Right. So almost everything that gets done in the business gets done by the team. The sales person, even the person who is out there, uh, you know, on the field, he needs a team backend to support. So it's always a teamwork. It's always a collaborative effort that comes in, which makes uh, the organization uh, a success. And why is this retention important? Because it is improving your morale. So effective retention strategies that can actually boost the entire morale of the team. And when the morale is high, the workplace becomes more positive. And positive, actually, this positivity rubs off on the people, on the employees, making them believe that their organization is a great place to work. And happy employees are likely to stay and become great advocates of your company. And how do you improve your team retention? I think it is, like I said, one, communication is very, very important. Second, um, it is setting clear expectations for their work. I think the moment you have, uh, if you have those vague expectations, you know, it's it, it's ambiguous yeah. on the field. Important. So you need to communicate what is uh, what is expected within the first two weeks. Right. Once the person is settled down, you've got to set the rules right. You've got to set the goals right. It's also important to connect with the new hires right from day one. So right. it is not something that, you know, uh, a person is exiting and then you start doing, okay, how do we retain this person? Your retention... Uh, thought process, your retention Lovely. strategy starts from the person joining you. Lovely. That's right? So right from the day the experiences that you give them through the onboarding process while they are settling down and eventually when they are in their job role. So all of it put together is kind of helps retention. And it starts at the leadership level. Huh? It, uh, it's absolutely at a leadership level. You got to listen to them, 
the feedback, you make sure that you follow through the feedback, uh, you create those uh, inclusive culture in the team that one is one is um, not fearing to come approach you right. uh, to share their thoughts. So that's the open culture that you you create. And of course, uh, last but not the least, but also to invest in the employee growth opportunity. The moment yeah. the employees Beautiful. see that there are growth opportunities, there's no reason for someone to move out. Lovely. Yeah. So win-win for all of us. Love and uh, because we're talking of uh, you, you brought an interesting point. When we're talking of people management, ensuring they're motivated, we give them a great experience, etc., etc. I think one of the key roles for a people manager is to balance people management, you know, and tying that together to the business objectives and the larger business goals of the organization. If yeah. you could share with us, how is it that young HR managers or people managers, what are the steps or what are the key aspects that they must look at when they are balancing Mm -hmm. the act of being a people manager while also being responsible for achieving business goals? A great, great question. Um, So when we talk about human resources, uh, we're talking about people, there are various functions. It's It's not just that they're doing the employee engagement. But there are various things that touches the uh, human resource functions. And it could be right from training uh, and development of the team, right from recruitment, hiring perspective. It's also employee engagements. You maintain the company culture, the employee benefits. You create a safe work environment. You create, you know, there are also some, at times one has to be a little tough uh, right. while doing those disciplinary actions, etc. So it's, it encompasses the entire life cycle of a person in the organization. Right. Um, and what is important for the young HR people is to make sure that the key business objectives are shared. Right. To make sure that that clarity with the workforce is there in terms of what their roles are, what their KRAs are, what are the KPIs, and then remind them how their how their performances tying to the business objectives. Uh, you know, by including it could be through a short reminder, some courses, some connects that you do. But you have to keep reminding that that whatever role that you're playing or whatever responsibilities that you carry, how is that stitching to the overall organizational goal? That stitching is very important because then it gives you a sense of contribution uh, and the sense of ownership that you are contributing to the organizational success. So how um, big or small the role that you are handling, irrespective of the seniority, it is very important that one is able to stitch your job role with the organizational role. Mm. So that's what what is important. And how is that done? That's largely done through through smart goals. Right. And when I say smart, um, the goals have to be specific. They have to be measurable. They have to be achievable. They have to be relevant and time bound. Right. That's the smart goal that you have. So defining these parameters as they pertain to your goals help uh, ensure that your objectives are attainable within the time frame so it also needs to be time bound you've 
set up teams from scratch or build the culture from scratch in fact we even spoke about this briefly uh, during our conversation you know miss segal if we were to pick what is that one thing that one thing that one needs to take care of there'll be entrepreneurs there'll be professionals who are now setting up teams setting up organizations we live in a startup uh, world so what's that one thing that one will have to keep in mind or factor in as they build a culture from scratch in an organization my mantra um yashika would be it's always good to be curious hmm. keep learning and stay relevant and i think that one mantra if you are asking me for that one mantra i think communication is the key okay um uh, whether you are if you're curious uh, how are you asking questions uh, how are you getting uh, the feedback how are you passing on your uh, the information to the team members how do you keep learning hmm. learning from your mentors learning from your peers learning from your team members and all of this by staying relevant and by learning how do you uh, how do you stay relevant in the industry i think end of the day the the bottom line is always about uh, you know the, the the communication if it is one word it would be that you know when you when you talk about staying relevant i think one of the interesting things that you've done is you've worked across various business departments there's been sales there's been uh, revenue there's been marketing what is that element or what are the top one or two elements that these experiences bring to you as an hr or a professional i started my career being a delivery person you mm. know a delivery team so my early years in wipro it gave me a a very good and strong foundation i got my early lessons on uh, uh, customer centricity stakeholder management people management while i had multiple roles like you uh, rightly said my true calling came in when i uh, started heading the uh, business unit in adeco hmm. where i was responsible for driving the pnl and when you're driving the pnl you're actually responsible for uh not only the delivery but also the sales also the account management all of it um while the functions are out of your um, you know direct management but you are also managing them without having an authority well so i relate a lot more uh to sales you know i relate a lot more to being a business leader which gives me an opportunity to be uh, not only closer to my customers mm. because it's a very um outward kind of a role but also um, managing teams creating those winning teams etc while handling all the functions so i think what is uh, the key advantage that one gets is that when you are handling such a role um, you understand what the sales strategies are you understand what are the kind of people that you need you understand what are the products you have you understand the uh, customer how they are thinking and what is it that they want so once you come with that kind of a background and if one moves into an hr one is able to understand the kind of talent that is required in the organization one is able to relate to what happens on the other side of the table uh with the increased understanding i think your output is much much better so today when we talk about um, 
HR, mm. um, the human resources, it's not just a function today. We no longer call it HR, you know. Yeah. We call it HR business partner. Right. 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 Um, and, the, and, and in a true sense, because um, the HR is no longer just a function who is recruiting for you or who is, um, you know, uh, doing certain employee engagements or making sure that the performance management cycles are taken care of, et cetera, et cetera. But they are in, uh, a business partner in true sense. Right. Uh, they are the human resource profession professionals who are very actively integrating the business strategy with people management practices. So the business partner is a link between the HR and the business. Right. Uh, as a as a HR business partner, you are advising and you're supporting the managers on the strategic issues, hmm. um, and you're helping them implement uh, the high performing uh, and integrated HR practices. So, I think uh, when you come from a business background, connecting these dots together, stitching it all together, it's much more easier for you because you've seen the other side of the world. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, if I were to ask you, what is that one most challenging aspect of being a people manager? What would that be? If I if I talk today uh, after after over two decades of managing people and there have been generations, various generations that one is managing, I think today the biggest challenge that comes is uh, from the young crowd. The requirements of a younger workforce are very, very different. Uh, they are able, they are much more, if I were to compare them with myself, mm. they are much more um, risk-taking abilities are much more. Uh, they don't feel insecure. Right. Um, they are able to take the shots and they are very, Quick I would not maker. say very, but they are, yeah, they are sometimes impulsive. Right. Uh, they're very quick in taking decisions and, uh, moving on. Right. So that's one, uh, you know, when you have such kind of a workforce, managing that workforce with all the people, tools and technology that the organization would have built over the years and making sure that these people, tools and technology, the three pillars uh, the organization runs on, uh, you know, is working in uh, tangent with each other, are able to make those dynamic and quick changes so that we are like I said, we, we stay relevant. Like if the technology is changing, technology landscape is changing every two months or maybe every, now we, we could probably even talk in weeks. Yeah. Um, so with that kind of a change that is coming in one pillar and there's another pillar, which is the people pillar is also having different uh, mindsets, uh, is also the, uh, having different needs. Uh, you know, that's the challenge it throws. And the and it's not only young, but also very, very diverse. Right. Uh, the kind of workforce that is coming in is very diverse. Along with uh, along with it being challenging, it's also very exciting because right. it keeps you on the toes, makes uh, sure that you are curious to find more. It makes sure that you're constantly learning. It's interesting. That those are the exciting times right now. If I were to ask you, what does achievement mean to you? What would that be? <laughs> uh, I know this this I, gets I a little philosophical oftentimes it does exactly. but uh, you know I'd like to know that at any which ways we you yeah. know sort of function on the Maslow's hierarchy theory either way 
if I if I may want to summarize the entire career and say what has been the greatest achievement uh, in the career, I would say that uh, being able to pursue interesting, high quality work that has had a very positive impact. I think we have been able to strike the right chord with my personal values and the organizational values there. So that's one. And then also, you know, a sense of achievement also comes in when you when you are creating those winning teams, when you're creating a diverse team, uh, bringing them together and making them a winning team. I think creating a successor for yourself, um, uh, which can then take the organization to higher heights yeah. uh, where you had left it. I think that gives you a, a great sense of achievement because you've been able to leave that role when you're moving. Uh, I'm not saying leave the organization, but you're moving in the organization to a new role. You will hand over that previous role to someone and that someone is also one of your team members, you know, because you're working on those successors uh, while working. So when your successors are able to do great justice to those roles, I think it gives you a great sense of achievement because you know that you have built uh, the right team, you have developed the talent, and the talent is able to take that um, to uh, bigger heights. I would uh, I would say that uh, gives me quite quite a sense of achievement. Almost a sense of uh, you know nurturing a child if i may say so is yeah, what I, that's the, that's the sense that i get from what you're saying but uh, couldn't be happier thank you so much uh, miss sagal for your time and for sharing these uh, absolutely wonderful experiences with us thank you so much for being there thank you so much my pleasure and thank you so much for having me here thanks for tuning in feel free to share your thoughts and feedback in the comment section do rate us on Apple Podcasts if you like the episode. Subscribe or hit follow Voice of Achievers on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Hubhopper, Spotify, GeoSavan, Ghana or wherever you get your podcasts from. Send us an email on editor at voiceofachievers.com or find us on voiceofachievers.com to share guest suggestions or topics that you'd like us to cover. Don't forget to tune in next week again. Voice of Achievers on EP Log Media.